0: just go whenever.
1: Right well I'm just trying to figure out where I should start the story so but uh, so yeah so I I was like a mile away and I remember seeing that like oh something's dead in the road Mm -hmm. and uh, as I was getting closer I could tell oh something's like moving. Something's eating whatever's in the road. I remember thinking. Oh wow. And it's at that point like whatever it was just stood up. (sighs) It was definitely like human shaped. welcome back to hair the werewolf i am chase and i'm here with my co-host lily hello we are a paranormal and supernatural podcast that aims to help you with your work week hangover with a bunch of scary stories and good things to talk about or
0: your real hangover or your real hangover
1: (laughs) uh so
0: so yeah um real quick obviously you guys heard that little intro i inserted there before we we got started and that is because it's an interview i did with my brother on a creature i will be talking about in this episode
1: before we jump into it though i'm really excited this is going to be a big story we do want to give a shout out we want to wish a happy birthday to one of our friends and listeners gabby so it's going to be belated, and because of the delay with recordings, it's, like, super belated now. But we just wanted to wish you a happy <laughs> birthday. Sorry it's so late.
0: Yeah, happy birthday. And there's, like, quite a few birthdays this month from what I understand. I just keep seeing them on Instagram and whatnot. So happy birthday to everyone. Apparently, July is a big month. So, so anyway... You should tell them how you feel today, Chase.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so I'm not drinking anything alcoholic. I'm drinking hibiscus tea right now because this has been a rough week for us. Mm -hmm. Uh, I got hit with a little bit of a cold. Not a bad one. It was pretty mild even by cold standards. But having not been sick for so long because everyone's like isolated, massing up, I sure as heck wasn't ready for it. So that sucked. So I'm almost completely over it now. But that was fun.
0: Yeah, you just had... Basically, just a sniffly nose, kind of achy. Yeah.
1: T- it didn't seem that bad. Typical cold. Yeah, nothing special.
0: I mean, they still suck, obviously. They
1: still suck. Definitely. Yeah. So, um...
0: And I'm just here with my allergies, so... <laughs> I'm always in constant, like, sinus... Uh, interruptions. But anyway. But once
1: I get once once I'm all one hundred percent, I'm looking forward to having a beer. So hopefully next episode I'll be drinking along with you guys.
0: I know. This is episode forty. I had this amazing idea where I was like, Okay, for our fortieth episode, we're gonna be drinking forties for our fortieth episode and obviously that's not gonna happen.
1: It was a brilliant idea. It, it just... was
0: probably one of my best ideas in the world. So thank you. I just kidding.
1: She just she was trying to get me to drink a 40, but I was like, not happening. Not right now. So we're not. 40s don't mix with NyQuil.
0: So maybe next episode we'll drink 40s, uh, but one plus one, which is a shot.
1: You know, that's actually not a bad idea. So that's what we're
0: going to do. We're going to do like the sequel. 40
1: plus one. Yeah,
0: the redemption episode. All right,
1: so uh, tell everyone about your story. I'm super excited. Last episode, Yay. I had a big one, and today she has a big one.
0: Yeah, it is a big one. It's a big uh, creature that we all know and love, and it is the Mothman.
1: Oh, how I love the Mothman.
0: <laughs> I thought you would. I thought you would. So I I think, like I said, I had the interview kind of clipped that I wanted to sneak peek, and the beginning of the episode but really where I'm going to be starting off here is at the beginning where the legend begins.
1: Uh-huh.
0: So the first one I'm gonna say is it's technically considered probably the first sighting of the Mothman um, and it was on November 12th 1966 in Clendon West Virginia. Five grave diggers were at the cemetery one night digging and preparing a lot for a funeral. One of them noticed something large sitting in the trees above. At first, I looked at it and thought, it's probably just an animal, which, by the way, is really alarming to begin with, because (laughs) something that big, I'd be like, oh, hell
1: no. Don't worry. It's just a jaguar (laughs) up there.
0: It's fine. It's just a bear. Um, But then, as his eyes adjusted, he could see that the figure had human-like features. As he was pointing and telling his mates to look at it, the creature expanded its massive wings and flew above their heads and over the trees. All the while screeching in a menacing, high pitched voice. Kenneth Duncan, one of the witnesses, said that the creature was gliding through the trees without ever flapping its wings for about a minute. It's a pretty long time to just be like floating about. Okay, so that would have been probably considered like after information had been collected, interviews had been done. This probably would have been considered the first sighting of the Mothman. However, the first official reported sighting, I should say, um, took place in Point Place, West Virginia. Um, Actually, specifically at the West Virginia Ordinance Work Munitions Plant, but today is known as the TNT area. Real quick, just so you know what that is. The TNT area used to be an 8,000 acre top secret government property that specialized in making explosives for atomic bombs. A large portion of the Point Place population worked there, not specifically with the explosives, but since there were, it was a big government operation. There were other just normal jobs that people could have. Sure. The locals would be picked up by buses, dropped off specifically where they were supposed to be working, then picked up again at the end of the day.
1: Were the windows all blacked out?
0: Yeah, they would pass by buildings. Oh,
1: so awesome! Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. They would pass by buildings that had blacked-out windows. Uh, but they were never allowed inside obviously so they never got to figure out what was in there they just assumed they would just be told explosives were being made here which is i guess all they needed to know as soon as the bombs were dropped in hiroshima the government moved out and abandoned the tnt area so that's when they stopped functioning Now what's left there are these concrete-dump-shaped bunkers in the middle of the woods. Everything is overgrown and graffitied just to make everything look extra creepy.
1: Mm.
0: Yeah, (laughs) I saw pictures of it. It looks really cool. Today, a portion of the area is a wildlife preserve called the McClintic Wildlife Management Area.
1: So wait, wait, you're telling me that the first two sightings of the Mothman were both in very normal, happy locations, a graveyard and an overgrown (laughs) former explosive manufacturing plant this is this bodes well for it being a peaceful calm monster
0: it's a very happy story i will be telling today
1: (laughs) are you sure this isn't a film script i know seriously
0: (laughs) i just made it up uh i wish
1: somebody should call richard Gere. we've got a movie oh
0: my god we should cast him he would be perfect he'd be so good Okay, uh, so yes, back to the story. On November 15th, 1966, so same year, this would have been only three days after the grave uh, diggers story, two young couples, Roger and Linda Scarberry, and Mary and Steve Mallett, were driving along Route 62 near the TNT area. As the couples made their way down the road, Linda and Mary spotted something large standing not too far off the road on the side. Okay. Before getting too close, they pulled over to the side to get a better look, When the car headlights hit the creature, they could see that it was big. They estimated it to be around 7 feet tall with wingspans of about 10 feet long. Jesus. Yeah. It had red eyes that were about 2 inches in diameter and 6 inches apart. Which, by the way, can I take a second to appreciate just how detail-oriented these people were? (laughs) And how focused?
1: (laughs) If if your vantage point can see a full 10-foot wingspan... I think you're far enough away that saying a six-foot gap between eyes, you're totally guessing at that point. I truly
0: don't think I could have come up with those dimensions. But, like, Mm. maybe you were so terrified and fixated, maybe you could have eventually, like, thought about it afterwards and figured it out, but who knows.
1: There's something about witness testimony being so exact that (laughs) makes it seem false because it's like this is rehearsed
0: and written down. And after a while, like, maybe they're... Not convincing themselves, but coming up with more like, oh, it was probably this. And this is how I'm telling the story now.
1: Revisionist.
0: Revising the truth. Um, So, yes. Linda said that she couldn't distinguish a head or arms. The creature moved away from the light like it was scared which, by the way, isn't very mothy of it to do.
1: Yeah, moths, all they want to <laughs> like, do Wait a is they want to, like, hit the light with their head and then burst into
0: dust. And That's burst what a moth dust. wants to and do. And sometimes I think my head is also a light, which I'm really <laughs> confused, because I'm brown. Anyway, as it walked away- You're glowing. <laughs> I'm gl- it's just my shiny face. <laughs> so nice. Um, so it walked away, and it looked like it was heading towards the abandoned buildings. Hmm. After a moment, they sped away in fear. Almost immediately, they noticed that the red glowing eyes were following them closely as well. So, it was not done with them. Mm. Panicked, they began to drive faster and faster. But the creature never failed to stay close behind. Even when they reached 100 miles per hour.
1: um, (laughs) Alright. I
0: see her face kind of squinting like what? So, they're
1: driving and they're seeing two red lights in their rear view.
0: Not well, okay, that's fair. <laughs> but they're not I'm like I'm just wondering if this can, is
1: some sort of like reflection on their rear view <laughs> on their back windshield of their own lights. Well
0: here's the thing. They they first noticed the eyes, but then they could see the body as well. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So they kinda got the whole thing. Alright. Um I think it was Linda who said that the screech sounded like quote, a record player at a high speed or squeak of a mouse, end quote. After a while, the creature suddenly disappeared and had no idea where it went. They pulled over to the, to the side of the road to make sense of the situation, and they kind of came up to the conclusion that maybe it was just a really large bird. They were scared, but they were like, okay, come on, like, wh- what do we really think here? But I guess they really did convince themselves enough because they decided to go back and see if they could find it again. So off they went back down Route 62 towards the TNT area. It wasn't long until they saw the creature standing in the middle of the road, mm. blocking their path, as if it was waiting for them. The creature then expanded its wings and shot up straight into the air and disappeared. At two AM, the group went to the sheriff's office and filed a police report. Mm. The deputy who took the report was Millard Halsted, probably Halstead. And in true small town fashion, the deputy knew both couples personally and believed their story. <laughs> <laughs> Each uh, person was placed in a separate room and asked to write down their version of the story. Upon review, everyone's story matched. Not that um, surprising, but pretty interesting also fun fact today you can go see the original handwritten police reports from all four witnesses at the mothman museum in Point place was
1: there ever a doubt there would be a museum for the mothman
0: <laughs> there was no doubt whatsoever it's um, my
1: dream to visit every kitsch museum to every monster all over the world yeah, i just want to do it
0: i agree well we i've been to the one in roswell like the alien one
1: i haven't i That's, need to do that
0: yeah it's pretty fun it's well, fun for those who aren't scared of aliens, but yeah. A
1: little tourist trap's a love it. A
0: little tourist trappy, yeah. Uh, so anyway, I'm going to talk about the museum a little later when I get to it, but oh, I just wanted to point that out right now. So after getting their statements, police officers and both couples went back to the TNT area to investigate. Allegedly, everyone could hear strange noises and see shadowy figures coming from the woods. Mm. And they also... Uh, Noted a really strange dust cloud forming.
1: oh that's that sounds like a moth That's thing. a moth.
0: That's such a moth move. <laughs> Maybe it hit a building. It's like. Floof. <laughs> <laughs> and this one was kind of silly, but it was on the list. a hoof print in a sandy area. I'm like, isn't this like in the middle of nowhere? there would be cows probably or something? I don't know. Uh, anyway, other sightings began to surface, and people were growing concerned. These sightings were not taken lightly, and there was a press conference held by George Johnson, the Mason County Sheriff, to address the issue. Reporters from the Point Pleasant newspaper interviewed many people, including the Scarberries and uh, Mallets, so those couples that saw it when they were in the car, and printed an article with the headline, uh, quote, couple see man-sized bird, dot, 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 creature, dot, 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 something, end quote. Even the headline. Still
1: waiting for the moth. I know. The origin of the moth name. But
0: I'm like, what a headline. It sounded like they didn't even know what to make of it. They're like, I guess. <laughs> they see a bird, talk about a plane, it. Superman. <laughs> Something like that. I actually saw a picture of the headline or of the front page of that newspaper. And there was another article that said, quote, train crash kills 30, injures over 200, End quotes. So I'm like they're having a really bad week. Like,
1: was that the small story or the big story? So
0: it was like kind of above the Mothman, but they kind of seemed like they were competing for the same Whoa. spot. It was All really those weird. Poor
1: dead people. Like, I know like, your death is not quite as important as people see bird dot dot <laughs> dot something.
0: We don't even Can know what you it explain is. Explain
1: <laughs> that. It sounds like when you die. <laughs>
0: You're people be... <laughs> might see
1: a bird, and more people are more interested in it. They're that. just
0: overshadowed <laughs> by, like, a shadow. Those
1: poor people.
0: <laughs> Good God. Well, that's what they did, so I guess. Um, in the article, it also said that the witnesses appeared pale during the interview due to their lack of sleep from the night before. One of them was quoted saying, quote, If I hadn't seen it while by myself... I would have said anything but there were four of us who saw it end quote. The article itself goes on to say uh, quote they speculated that the thing was living in the vacant power plant possibly in one of the large boilers. These are pigeons in all the other buildings but not in that one end quote. Additionally there were people that um kind of gave their statement about what maybe not what they saw but like they were there when Linda was giving interviews, sure. and they had talked to her. Obviously, it's a small town, so she definitely had to talk to a lot of people about this. And a lot of those people say that Linda Scarberry was definitely psychologically traumatized, and eventually she was treated with uh, for shock. If that wasn't bad enough, she also received some disturbing phone calls and visits from men in black,
1: allegedly. Ooh. Yeah. This is the first time we've talked about the men in black on this episode, on this show. On um,
0: this entire show, really?
1: Man, you think, I mean.
0: I would have thought you would have brought it up by now, but. I know,
1: with all the UFO stuff I've talked about, and you know, we're <laughs> like X-Files fans and everything. Man, we haven't talked about the men in black yet. Are you sure? You know, I'm sure one of my UFO stories, because I'm, 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 sure. I'm deep diving into like mid 20th century UFO stuff right now, I'm sure I'll find like, yeah, some more of that
0: stuff. Yeah, I think so. Um, So, yes, Men in Black visitations. She also claimed to hear voices and see things moving on their own. Initially, she really thought she was being tormented by a poltergeist. Hmm. But she's now associating it maybe with her experience with the Mothman. I actually saw an interview with Linda when she was on the show Monster Quest. It's a show that airs on the History Channel. Anyway, she talked about the event, but then she said that when they went to the police station to report the incident, no one believed her. So now I'm seeing some inconsistencies in stories. Okay. Uh, I just wanted to bring that up because I read in, in so many articles and other YouTube videos and other uh, TV shows that I find fairly, like, reasonably reliable, and they're saying that, you know, like, they were believed and they even went out there, but here we are in this show from her mouth saying that they didn't believe her. So I don't know. Mm.
1: Well, I'd be more inclined to believe her.
0: But this was like... Because she was there. So as opposed many... to
1: someone reporting on her story. I
0: think this would have been like... I don't know. Maybe 50 years later. Of like, So when the show Monster Quest aired, this would have been 50 years after the incident-ish. So I'm not sure if that had anything to do with it. Like, and this n-
1: sighting was in... Uh,
0: 1966.
1: Okay. okay. Yeah.
0: So I don't know. I, I, but what a weird detail to change, I guess. But who knows? So after this incident, in the following three days, there were at least eight more reported sightings of a creature with similar description. One of the sightings reported actually took place on the same night as the story I just told you. A man named Newell Partridge, but also went as, uh, went by Merle. Was sitting in the living room around 10:30 p.m watching tv when all of a sudden the reception was receiving weird transmission patterns he heard a high-pitched noise and then it cut off at the same moment he heard a loud shriek coming from outside that was getting louder and louder suddenly everything stopped and it was silent except for his dog that was still barking wildly outside newell got up got his flashlight and went to investigate when he raised his flashlight in the direction that his dog was barking, he saw in the distance a large figure with red glowing eyes and its wings expanded. Just stand- it's, like
1: it's just standing there with its wings out.
0: Oh Right. So now it's just standing there with its wings out in the middle of the field. <laughs> his dog began running towards it and Newell ran back inside the house to get his gun. Uh, His intentions was to go back out there, but he got a little frightened and stayed inside. (laughs) (laughs) He just let his dog deal with it? Go get him. Uh, (laughs) He's
1: like, Woofers has got this. Yeah, I guess so. I'm going to cry under my blanket.
0: (laughs) I mean, I would have probably too. Except, I don't know, the dog situation? Who knows? Um, So, yeah, he stayed inside, and then the next morning... When he uh, got up, he went outside because he was like, I'm going to go find my dog. Maybe it ran away. I don't know. His
1: dog didn't even come back. His
0: dog never he came back. He didn't go out
1: to find his dead dog's body.
0: No, he never even found his dog ever again. He's ne- He never saw it again. because
1: he got ate by the Mothman. Something. Yeah, this guy's a crappy dog owner.
0: Yeah. But also, to be fair, and I'm going to talk about this a little later, the Mothman does induce like intense fear. So it's almost crippling.
1: That's considered one of its
0: one of its uh, features or like
1: <laughs> one of its super, super superpowers. It's, it's, one of its Peter tingles. Yeah,
0: it's just like I can make you so scared you don't even want to get near me. So that's okay. what it does. Yeah. Um so it wasn't until two days later that when he saw in the newspaper that other people had seen something similar. Uh, in the article, they described the creature as being large seven feet tall, with brown skin, red eyes, and massive wings. So he was like, okay, totally, check, 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 check. One of those people being interviewed that he saw was Linda Scarberry, who also said in the interview that while they were driving on Route 66, noticed there was a dog lying on the side of the road before they had their first encounter.
1: Route 66.
0: Ro- <laughs> Route 62.
1: <laughs> I was like, I was like, I thought I? this was in Virginia, and I was and like, Route not- 66 ain't going to Virginia. <laughs> Route 66 uh, like I'm like it's like LA through New Mexico up to uh, like Chicago I think
0: something I don't know but yeah like okay so my head like, route 66 is such a common thing to say here that it just automatic
1: <laughs> Sorry about that sec. I'm like uh...
0: <laughs> before like where are we No 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 route 62 sorry about that people Um so yes on um, route 62 they actually saw a dog lying on the ground on the side of the road that Linda noted right before they saw the monster like she remembers this afterwards
1: but they looked at the dog and said man that dog looks like he has a crappy owner
0: yeah he's like why is the dog here <laughs> where's the owner i don't know so they uh and then when she went when they went back the second time because you know they were driving up and down the road yeah the second time they saw the mothman the dog was gone hmm. so she didn't see it again she didn't see that like kind of mark point you know what I mean like when you see an animal dead on the ground and you're going back and forth you always kind of anticipate it
1: Absolutely. if that
0: makes sense so yeah that was kind of the scenario that happened on that day in 1966 kind of a hectic day (laughs) a lot of people seeing a lot of crazy things
1: and people unrelated to each other very unrelated which I think makes this story particularly interesting Mm -hmm. assuming that we're getting these stories independently reported as opposed to changing their story up like to One like said match. red eyes and the other person didn't, but they're like, maybe there were red eyes. Right. As long as it wasn't modified afterwards, I find this an incredibly interesting story. It's hard to tell. We're talking about the 60s. It's-
0: yeah, but they're not modifying it. I mean, okay, so yes, did the guy see the newspaper first and see the description of the Mothman? For sure. And then he reported his later, Mm -hmm. saying it's the same night.
1: Exactly. But is is he telling the story to relate it to that so his gets attention? Yeah. Or was he just legitimately shocked and he was like, wow, I saw exactly that. I need to know. So. One of those makes the story super intriguing. The other one's like, yeah,
0: Yeah, but there were other sightings. Like, they were eight more or something like that, I think, that night. And different things that were occurring mm-hmm. that people heard at different times. So, um, the paper kind of came out later as well. So, those other sightings were reported at the same time, if yeah, that makes sense. So, okay. let, me, let me get into those. So, not long after the incident, a woman named Marcella Bennett, her three-year-old daughter, her brother... And his wife saw the Mothman while they were visiting some friends. In her interview with author Ancy Colvin, uh, she was quoted saying, quote, He was shaped like a male, the huge wings, the way he was standing, the head like a bird. I've never forgot the way he was standing. It was like he was just relaxing. Like he was just waiting for the moment for me to walk up. The neck looked like it went down in, like a bird, the way down in the neck. To me, it wasn't of this world, end quote. The creepy thing is, uh, similar to Linda Scarberry, Marcella was experiencing the same side effects, like stress, anxiety, feeling paranoid, overall terrified all the time, like the Mothman was watching her.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: This is more or less when people started believing that the Mothman might have psychological effects, um, stronger than what would warrant a normal person to respond to, do you know what I mean, and affect the person for a long period of time after the encounter. So Marcella also claimed to have developed some psychic abilities. Uh, she would sometimes have visions or premonitions that she eventually said would come true. I didn't get more information on that, but I figured I'd mention it.
1: <laughs> I mean, that's such an odd thing to say happened. It's like, I saw a monster and then I started like seeing the future. You're like...
0: But see, that's an interesting side effect that seems to be kind of...
1: That's never mentioned like in any other monster story ever. No one says I saw well, Bigfoot and then I won the lottery.
0: Not all monsters have to be the same, though.
1: No, I know. But I mean, that's why it's so interesting.
0: Oh, like, yes, yes. It's yes. all of a
1: sudden you can see the future when creepy guy is standing there looking at you.
0: It's like he resonates something or like leaves a footprint. And uh, but yeah, so I'll kind of get into that, what that might mean a little later. So... In a 2019 interview I saw on PBS's YouTube channel called Storied, they interviewed Denny Bellamy, who's the Mason County Visitors Bureau Executive Director. He said that he remembered when he was in 3rd grade about 60 years ago when this came out, his neighbor had a similar experience while he was driving. He remembered seeing the scratch marks on the roof of the car and mm. seeing his yeah, and seeing his neighbor visibly scared and pale. It turns out that Route 62 near the TNT area was a popular drag racing strip, so there were always teens and young adults uh, drag racing in the middle of the night.
1: A lot of eyes out.
0: Yeah, a lot of people. In the same YouTube video, they interviewed a local woman who shared her story. She and her brother were in in their car when all of a sudden her brother said, don't look out your window. She, of course, looked and saw a creature right next to her door. It then jumped on the hood of the car and just stood there in a squatting position, staring at them. She recalled it having large red eyes. It then expanded its wings, which she said had feathers, then shot up straight in the air and flew away. So this seems to be like his thing. He just like shoots up in the air after he's like shown himself.
1: It's got to do some level of damage to your car apart from just... Scratches, a 10-foot wingspan. That's, that would have to
0: dent something, but I don't know. They used to build them pretty tough out back in the day, too. But they're
1: saying feathers, and moths aren't feathery. So I know that's probably right. just his name, and I get it. He's not actually a moth. <laughs> I, I don't think he's a moth. This, but I always pictured a very moth-like thing, and now I'm kind of just picturing, like, bird dude. A
0: bird feathery <laughs> guy, yeah. Yeah, like
1: tall bird man.
0: Bird man. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. So, um... By November 1967, one year after the first official incident, there had now been over a hundred reported eyewitness accounts. By this point, there were so many people out looking for the creature that police officers actually had to go out and direct traffic.
1: Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, this was like this—the big to do in the little. It's town. a big
0: to do. I like this. <laughs> it was estimated how
1: excited that-, that how exciting would that have been to be? <laughs> there at this time while it's happening like just i know it
0: would have been pretty fucking cool um i would have brought like my whiskey and just watched although i (laughs) wouldn't be driving don't worry um it's estimated that over a thousand people were out looking for the mothman every night until midnight so that is a lot of people. It's like a party. Wait,
1: what happened at midnight? Was that the curfew? I
0: think they probably, <laughs> the cops were like, we don't want to be out here either, so how about you just leave?
1: Ah, so. uh, yes, the quaint 60s. Midnight, <laughs> we all got to go to yeah. bed now. Well,
0: they probably still had to wake up early to go to work and stuff, so yeah. Mm. In addition to actual sightings, the town also endured other strange phenomena, such as interrupted police dispatches, malfunctioning electrical appliances, doors mysteriously opening and closing on their own, increased UFO sightings, malfunctioning cars, and hearing a woman scream coming from the yard. I don't know about that one. Like
1: just from one yard or everybody's yard? People would say,
0: I heard a a woman screaming last night, and then another person would be like, I've heard that the other night too, or Hmm. something like that. So the screeching, maybe a woman screaming, they're getting confused, and maybe it's a mothman just like, and then they think it's a woman. I don't know
1: all those things I heard though like appliances malfunctioning and cars having issues I'm like that's crap that was happening anyway it's just yeah. people are paying more attention to it nothing about that's mysterious they're to
0: like me. I should get a new fridge it went out my fan
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my alarm didn't go off sorry I'm late to work my fan,
0: fan. <laughs> uh, my car didn't start I can't come into work my fan
1: <laughs> forgot to put on deodorant today my fan
0: I'm traumatized people I can't be bothered with deodorant <laughs> Uh, That's a good call. I'm going to start doing that. So one other strange thing that many people uh, say happened was that during the year of all these strange encounters, people were also being visited by a short, dark skinned man in a black suit who would ask them questions about their sightings. People would feel scared whenever they would talk to him, but didn't know why. Some even went as far as calling the police when they saw him, but the police were never able to find him. Whenever they asked him who he was, he'd say that he was a reporter from Cambridge, Ohio. Except when they asked him questions about it, he never knew the answer. Mm -hmm. So he was like, sketchy. Also, real quick, um, it could have just been a reporter because small dark skinned dude in the middle of a small town in West Virginia may have uh, ruffled some feathers. Stuck out like a sore thumb. (laughs) A little bit. Be like, who is this like? really weird looking different guy you know that isn't
1: I'd also like to point out though even though there seems to be this notion that conspiracy theorists tinfoil hat wearing people that that's a new thing there's always been weirdos. And so there's no reason to think that some guy might have heard about some of these stories. And just was obsessed. And decided, I'm going to go to this town and yeah. I want to learn about it. Like, he wasn't really reporting. He was doing it for himself.
0: And he would be, like, wearing a suit, you know, trying to look like a reporter, what he would think, and and all that stuff. So I'm like, okay.
1: And because He looks foreign. <laughs> no, and because he's, you know... Maybe he's obsessed with this stuff and a little bit creepy sure. and weird. He's not going to be the most sociable. Like like a good reporter would be you could talk to him and feel comfortable. He might have just been like a crazy it's conspiracy nut. And then right, a lot right. of people are like, I don't want to talk to this neckbeard.
0: Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this is very possible. So, I mean, do what you want with that information. But, yeah, anyway. So let's get into the description of the Mothman. <laughs> just kind of a general, like, what I've collected and people seem to think looks like. People have described the Mothman as humanoid with black, dark gray, or dark brown skin. It's said to be around 7 to 8 feet tall with a wingspan up to 15 feet long. Some say that uh, the wings have feathers, but others say that it doesn't have feathers or that it's too dark to tell. Many also say that the creature appears to not have a head and that the red glowing eyes are more centered in the the chest area.
1: Like either his head is like... He has no neck, his head's down, kind of going or, forward, or he doesn't even have a separated head from a torso, you mean?
0: Right, like it's just mm-hmm. a, kind of a big mass, yeah.
1: That's pretty creepy. I, okay, now that I can see people describing more as a moth, because moths don't really... They like, have
0: a rounder feature. They don't right. have like
1: a neck. Like the moth head and torso <laughs> no, are they don't just have one neck. giant ugly dust thing.
0: Yeah, a flying dust ball. Uh, yes, so... Uh, and whenever it flies, it usually is described to fly straight up in the air, kind of in a helicopter fashion. So it has kind of unnatural ways of taking off, unlike a bird. So that is another feature. And also we know that it can go at least 100 miles per hour from the first story. Uh, people also have said, too, that it caused mental distress, like I said, and it invokes a deep feeling of pure evil and dread that has never been experienced before, particularly if you look directly in its eyes. And then also people say that when they see it like flying in the sky, they never see it flap its wings. Like it's always gliding. So that's kind of weird too. Like a kite. Yeah, that's ominous. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: You also, I don't know if you're still listing his powers, but he also apparently can invoke premonitions.
0: Yeah, I guess so. He can. hes uh, He's got a lot of things going on here.
1: So I'm actually curious, uh, If just tell me if you're going to get to it though. I've seen, we've both seen the movie The Mothman Prophecies. Yes, which I am is, going okay. to get to it. Okay, so so alright, because there's promise, a huge plot element there that we haven't even gotten Absolutely. to. Absolutely. Okay, okay, cool, and cool.
0: that's kind of what I meant when I was like, we're going to talk about that. So. Okay,
1: perfect, because yeah. to me that was the most important part of the story. Of course. Alright, alright, yeah. cool. <laughs>
0: well,
1: Don't I'm worry. You content you.
0: <laughs> okay. It wasn't until Ohio newspaper with an anonymous author gave its name Mothman, the full title of the article was Bird, Plane, or Batman, Mason Countyans Hunt Mothman. The name was likely inspired by Batman, who was a popular at the time and had its own TV show. Uh, a few other names were given, like the Mason Bird Monster, but that never really catched on. Also, I'd like to point out when I read this, I'm like, hold on, anonymous author from Ohio. Remember I told you that the short dark hair guy well, said that that's him? he was from Ohio? I'm like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> I'm starting to connect the dots here. Or like...
1: And maybe he was a Batman fan.
0: (laughs) Maybe, maybe. Uh, That would really uh, nail it on the kind of awkward, (laughs) nerdy qualities that he might have
1: had. Such a mouth breather.
0: Yeah. (laughs) He's like, this guy keeps breathing in my face. Um, Anyway. So this whole entire situation kind of leads up to a big event that happened in Point Place. Exactly 13 months later, after the first sighting on December 15th, 1967, the bridge that connected Ohio and West Virginia tragically collapsed, causing about 31 vehicles to fall into the Ohio River. Mm -hmm. 64 people fell into the water, and of those 64, 46 died. Two bodies were never found. The sad thing is it happened during rush hour, and people were out and about doing their Christmas shopping. Woof. Yeah. Um, the cause of the collapse was due to a fractured 55 foot long eye bar. The fracture caused the pin holding it in its place to become loose, leading to a devastating domino effect. The bridge would have shaken, would have shaken violently moments before collapsing, but there wouldn't have been enough time to do anything else. Like, there wasn't enough time. It just happened so fast. Days before the incident, people claimed to have seen the Mothman on top of the bridge and associated as a harbinger of death. Others, however, believe that he doesn't bring destruction, but rather warns people of future disasters. Enter the Mothman prophecies. (laughs) Which, by the way, we're actually going to take a break before I get into that, but that is going to be a really good lead-in into the movie and everything else. But I think I need to get another drink. And I think, Chase, you need more tea. Absolutely.
1: All right, guys, welcome back. We're Ready to continue the tales of the Mothman, we left off with the Mothman prophecies becoming relevant to the story, which is pretty exciting.
0: I am ready to talk about that now. So John A. Keel, who wrote the book The Mothman Prophecies, went to Point Place in December 1966, so not long after uh, the whole thing started. He was a journalist and a paranormal investigator, and he went out to do his own investigation, Aside from interviewing many of the original witnesses, he also ended up having his own supernatural experience with what he called the Ultra Terrestrials. In case some people don't know what that is, it is a creature that is from another dimension.
1: Oh, so it's not space creatures. It's
0: not like, you know, from Earth. It's not even from our dimension. (laughs) Like, Mm. it's totally different. Yeah. His book, which was originally published in 1975, had a slightly different take on the Mothman. Keel put heavy emphasis on the UFO conspiracy theories, but either way, it didn't make the Mothman popular, especially after the movie came out in 2002. Ever since the movie came out, there, there's there been a yearly festival dedicated to the Mothman, and the festival happens in September, in case you're curious.
1: Oh, man. We, <laughs> we can talk about we that, can't, too, but... We can't do that this year, no, but we should maybe shoot for, like, next year. That'd I be so fun.
0: I really want to do this. It's now definitely on the list. So... um, even though a lot of people in town were upset with all the attention and the surge of tourism, uh, they still erected a statue of the Mothman in the center of town on Main Street.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you so, can be so mad if you do that.
0: I know, I know, I was like, what? So personally, I think the statue looks uh, not that great. It has a shiny metal finish, tattered wings, and a dull orange eyes, and also, it kind of looks like it has a it has pants on and a six pack. So I'm just really confused. I mean, the-
1: I assume you mean a muscle six pack, or is he like holding a six pack of beer?
0: I really, really want it to be a six pack of beer now, but I meant the I was, muscles. I was,
1: I was like thinking are they like just doing like the schlubby like lazy Mothman? He's like a, a trucker
0: jump? hat. He's like, What's up, bitches? <laughs> he's
1: he's Mothbro.
0: He's Moth Bro. I okay. think so.
1: Okay, so he's he's ripped.
0: <laughs> he's ripped. He's ripped
1: and has pants.
0: Yes, right. exactly. So that is the Mothman statue. Good, good, good. I kinda I wanna have go to see a picture I re- of this. Well, we're gonna put that probably as the picture. <laughs> it's just gonna be so stupid.
1: There needs to be like a romance novel with like him standing in the back with a six pack, and yeah. you know, like the damsel. All like, can oh. you
0: Photoshop a trucker hat on that guy <laughs> and a six pack in his hand? That would be lovely. <laughs> okay, so, um, so back to the story. In two thousand five, the first and probably only Mothman Museum opened in their town. There are other Mothman-themed shops, like a cafe that serves Mothman treats, such as chocolate Mothman droppings. Mothman's <laughs> <That's> disgusting. <laughs> like,
1: I was thinking, I was like, I don't want to eat anything that has the name Moth in it. And then they're like droppings, like wow, like, they found a worse here's word. Here's some put poo.
0: In. Okay. Moth poo. Um, Mothman coffee. Mothman cookies. Essentially, uh, they're normal foods with the word Mothman in front of it. But, however, at a local pizza shop, there is a pizza special that's called the Mothman Pizza, where the toppings are artistically assembled to look like the Mothman. I know. I actually would definitely order this because the wings are made out of large piles of mushrooms, and the main body is a mini mountain of pepperonis, which sounds amazing. But
1: what makes the red eyes? I figured the pepperoni had So what they do
0: is, like, they kind of have... Like a cherry tomato cut in half but then mm. the eyes eyes like the iris or i don't know the round part are half cut olives so i don't know it looks kind of cool
1: it sounds amazing <laughs> we could make one of those at home
0: yeah we probably could just make it here <laughs> so yeah that is the town and you know the movie and also the movie did have Kind of the Richard Gere one, the one that came out in 2002, I think I said. It has elements in there that really kind of drive home the perhaps it's extraterrestrial, perhaps it's multi-dimensional creature
1: kind not of thing. Of
0: not of this earth, not of this realm, like what we're what we know here on Earth know about. And it is more of a premonition kind of thing, and sure. it and it's kind of more of a warning. It's not evil. But it's also um, messing up people's lives because it's just sending the message fairly poorly, in my opinion. Well, but even um, even
1: if it was trying to help, the yeah. assumption is if it's there, shit's getting bad. Mm-hmm. And so it being there, whether or not it means to help, you're like, oh, no, this is a problem.
0: Yeah. So I remember, I mean, I don't know if this is a spoiler. I mean, it came on 2002. If you haven't seen it now, I don't know. But... Uh, Like, the whole thing kind of starts off when his wife sees the Mothman, and it crashes in front of her, kind of in in the car, but then she kind of goes a little crazy, and then they end up finding that she has a tumor in her brain, I think it was, and so they end up removing it, but she ends up dying as well. But anyway, so the idea at first, you're kind of like, oh, this Mothman, like, did he give her a tumor? Like, what's going on? Because she kind of went a little, not psycho, but like, you know, she withdrew, she was kind of having... mental issues and things like that yeah. but
1: they were also suggesting in the movie that her seeing of this mothman because yeah. he didn't see it i don't think i think she only he, saw
0: it he didn't see it it was at a manifestation
1: time, no. of her tumor as opposed to actual. and then he thought
0: yeah it was just a manifestation yeah. but then all these other things started happening and then that just kind of goes on and on so eventually he realized mothman is real but anyway um, amazing movie. I love that movie. I highly recommend
1: it. So yeah. I saw it, I think, in 2002. I think I, I was, did too. Yeah. I was only, like, 17, and like most 17-year-olds, I wasn't ready for a movie that had much heavier stuff in it yet. Sure. So I didn't like it then, but then when I saw it as an adult, I loved it. I was,
0: like, obsessed <laughs> with that movie. But, you know, I always like mis- mystery movies or, like, I mean, this kind of felt a little, um investigative slash uh, supernatural so I really well, was into it
1: and I was never like when I was young I had I had very little interest in supernatural stuff mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that that came later that that came mostly because of you <laughs> i
0: <I've> ruined you <laughs> and here you are on a supernatural podcast nice help <laughs> okay so moving on here I'm going to talk about more stories And specifically, I'm going to be talking about my brother's story, the clip that you heard earlier. I had recorded the entire interview. I'm not going to play the whole thing. I just wanted to add that first like bit just because I thought it was cool. But I had transcribed it basically uh, into my own words as well so that I can tell the story to you guys. In 2008, David Chavez arrived to Tucumcari, New Mexico around 6 p.m. for work. At the time, he worked as a building safety inspector. He now works for a private company as an investigator that specializes in forensic research and industrial hygiene. So, just so you know what uh, what he was doing kind of in the past as well. So, part of his job then, as it is now, was to travel all over New Mexico. For him, this was just another typical day at work. When he arrived at Tucumcari, it was still light outside uh, because it was in the summer. But by the time he left, the sun had already started setting. He was on his way to Clovis to stay the night because he had another assignment in that city the following day. I don't know how many listeners know a lot about New Mexico um, or even been to New Mexico, but a large percentage of this state is desert. (laughs) It's just empty. It's very vast. It's very like, yeah, lonely.
1: I do think that is an important thing that if you're not if you haven't ever been to the Southwest, people don't understand what the distances mm-hmm. can be like. You know, whenever I go up to the distances New This England- is
0: between cities, between anything that you might ever yeah. see, like, again, a gas station, anything. It can well, be hours.
1: When I go up to the New England area, I could drive for like two hours straight, and I never don't see some form of house or building because right. the cities and towns are so close together. But in New Mexico, you could be on the highway Driving oh, yeah. for hours and you don't see a living soul except for other cars on the highway.
0: Yeah, exactly. It can be very dangerous if you're not prepared. Yeah. So, um, but he is this. He he's done this like a million times. He drives all over New Mexico. Um, but anyway, so so the drive that to took and carry to Clovis is about an hour and a half. So by this point, it would have been around nine p.m. when he was on the road. The road he was on was a small two-lane road, and there was nothing else around. Like I said. In one particular section of this trip where uh, there were a lot of hills you know like the road went up and down Mm -hmm. kind of thing and as he was coming down the crest of a hill he could see about a mile in front of him he could tell that there was something in the middle of the road initially he figured it was a large dead animal so no big deal as he descended towards the figure getting closer to the middle he noticed that the thing started moving By this point, it was about 400 yards away, and he can start to see shapes. He could tell that there was something dead lying on the ground in the middle of the road and something else looming over it. The car he was driving was an Xterra, and it had floodlights. So at this point, he decided to turn those on as well. The closer he got, he noticed that whatever was in front of him was actually crouching. So he saw, like, imagine... A person like a large person actually crouching the creature then stood up and it was clear to David that it was a human like creature he could clearly see a head legs broad shoulders but he couldn't see its arms another feature that became very apparent was that it was pure white now being only about a hundred yards away he still was having trouble seeing any distinct features he compared it to snow like white snow and how sometimes it's hard to, or difficult rather to really distinguish features. Like sometimes to see like indentations or hills mm. or any, any kind of like things like that, except that wasn't quite a good description because he also said that it kind of looked like it was absorbing light, which is really, really, really weird considering it's white and mm. white reflects light. So, and you know, it doesn't really,
1: it's the exact opposite. It's the exact absorbing. opposite. Yeah. Right.
0: So we're not really sure what's going on here and he said it kind of looked almost 2d it it was such a weird texture it didn't look normal he's like i have no idea what this is so the only thing he knew for sure was that it was looking away from him and it made absolutely no other indication that it had acknowledged that the car was heading its way that is until it expanded its wings in one quick swoop since it was standing in the middle of the two-lane road David could see that the wings extended from one side of the road to the other. With this frame of reference, he estimated the wingspan must have been around 22 feet long. Still holding its ground, David began to decelerate uh, to about 40 miles an hour, but still not wanting to stop. He kept on moving forward, and just before impact, the creature with one big swoop lifted into the air and missed the car by mere inches. It went up over the car and he never saw it again.
1: So, your brother was trying to hit it?
0: My brother, when I interviewed him, he was like, I ain't stopping.
1: (laughs) That sounds exactly like your brother.
0: (laughs) I was like, that's fair.
1: He's just like those guys in Scotland where they see a UFO over the highway and And they're they're playing chicken. And they're like, we're going to (laughs) race under it.
0: I was like, okay, here's the thing. We're just going to do this. (laughs) Like, that's exactly how he is.
1: (laughs) I can just imagine telling stories like, I once saw a giant Mothman in the road. Hit it with my car.
0: <laughs> Almost got the bastard.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that was uh, that's his experience. Uh, for anyone who's curious out there, I absolutely believe him. I definitely think he saw something in the road. Now, the only thing that I find... He's not the
1: kind of guy to make... He doesn't make up anything. He
0: doesn't make up anything. He doesn't even like really cryptid stuff. Like, he's not into it the way I am. He thinks some of the stories are fun in a campfire story kind of way, but he doesn't actually believe in any of this stuff. So here's the thing. The only thing that caught me off guard was the fact that it was white. David's story is the only one I was able to find that would reference Mothman of it being white. Everyone always said it was like Black or a dark color.
1: Hey, well, this one's a lot more recent than the other stories, and so maybe it's changed color. You know how like E.T. Well, this when one was he's... in
0: 2008.
1: But you remember how when so. E.T. was dying and he turned white?
0: I'm <laughs> just saying. Why? Why would you bring that up?
1: Yeah, that well, we're terrible. talking about creepy, ugly, disgusting things. E.T. Mothman. Same thing. I was also
0: thinking maybe albino Mothman or something like.
1: <laughs> so you're saying there's a whole group of Mothmen? Like
0: now there's got to be a whole like species or something? Yeah, maybe.
1: So what's really funny about this is this isn't the only story of a white moth man because what? what? <laughs> yeah, you you think I'm going to tell you something oh, the serious tick? here? The tick, <laughs> the tick sidekick Arthur
0: it is, is a white moth. He's
1: supposed to be a moth and he's dressed in white. Yeah. But no one knows he's a moth.
0: What do they keep confusing? <laughs> Everyone him? just
1: calls him Arthur. I can't remember what they always call him. I don't
0: remember either. But it was just Maybe really they, fun. they
1: call him like a butterfly or something. But I yeah. think
0: so. Yeah. yeah. So
1: he is a white moth man.
0: He is. Maybe that's what David saw. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Arthur. Just... They were filming the tick.
0: Oh my god, that would have been really awkward. Um, no, I don't. Th- <laughs> I don't think Arthur flew away at the end there. Uh, but he was actually so. Again, the thing was eating something in the road, so he was over. Another potty.
1: But David didn't hit that then, did he?
0: Well, he ran over whatever the hell. He said he, his focus was not on the carcass on the ground. So he didn't really get a good look at, like, if it was a coyote or if it was anything else. He doesn't know.
1: Man, I'm the kind of guy that if I think I've ran over something, the next time I stop my car for gas or whatever, I totally look to see if there's...
0: Pits. Oh, I do that too. It's just, it's just gross. But yeah. So that happened. And... That scared the hell out of me when he first told it to me a long time ago. But anyway, I thought I'd share it with you people now. So have fun here in New Mexico. <laughs> um, so moving on to more stories. In 1978, in Freiburg, Germany, there were a group of miners that were walking to work like any other day, but stopped when they saw a large, dark, a, a long, dark figure standing at the mouth of the mine's entrance. It was very early in the morning, and it was still dark outside, so they couldn't really tell who or what it was. At first, they thought it was a large man in a trench coat, but as they got closer, the creature began to unfurl its wings. They all quickly backed away, and at the same time, the creature let out an incredibly loud shriek that some of them described as sounding like 50 people screaming.
1: Oh. (laughs) That's gross.
0: That's horrifying. Then, uh, the men were so stunned that they didn't want to do anything else, so they didn't get closer anymore, Uh, but they ultimately decided to just uh, continue work that they could do on top. So, there was things to do. (laughs) They were like, we'll just work over here.
1: (laughs) I I thought thought you were going to say that they, like, decided to go home early, and I was like, I would go home early, but they're like, we'll just continue working, just not over there. We'll be
0: over here, moth dude. Um, Yeah, so... That's what they were doing. About an hour later, the men felt the ground rumble because there was an underground explosion.
1: Oh no! Another another herald of a disaster.
0: Yes, and everyone towards tw- everyone turned towards the mine, thinking, I'm looking at the creature, like, "What? What is he going to do about this?" Uh, but at that point, all they saw was like dust and smoke coming out of it, and they no longer saw the creature. If the creature hadn't been blocking the entrance. At least 21 minors would have died that day, but they didn't.
1: Did anyone die?
0: No, everyone was fine. Yeah. And that's. They all went home to their families and, you know, home.
1: That's really creepy because if it was trying to prevent people, it's like, but why?
0: Right. What destiny did these people have that would shift time or whatever? Who knows? In early April 1986.
1: <laughs> <laughs> You were so sick.
0: You know. oh, why am I talking weird now? In April, uh, in early April of 1986, people who lived near the Chernobyl nuclear plant began to see and experience strange events. Reports of a gigantic black-winged creature with no head and red piercing eyes began to surface. In addition to these sightings, people were also experiencing other strange phenomena like disturbing phone calls and overall uneasy feelings like they were being watched mm. these reportings increased as time went on until in april 26 1986 at 1 a.m when the chernobyl nuclear power plant was conducting an electrical test they purposely decreased the reactor's power with the intention of bringing it back up again immediately however before they could restore the power it unexpectedly dropped to zero the operators were able to restore the power only partially But by this point, a chain of reaction had already been triggered. With the reactor shutting down and other design flaws, it caused an unstable condition and two explosions ruptured the reactor and destroyed the building. There was also an open-air reactor core fire that caused the airborne radioactive contamination that affected Belarus, Russia, Western Europe. Uh, I mean, there were actual signs of radiation extending all the way to the UK and Sweden.
1: Well, the Chernobyl disaster was the largest nuclear disaster in history. So
0: the Chernobyl uh, disaster occurred, obviously. Those that initially survived the blast, but would later die from radiation poisoning, claimed that they had seen a large black bird with a wingspan of 20 feet floating between the clouds of smoke. From then on, the creature would be known as the Black Bird of Chernobyl. Mm. Yeah.
1: So actually, one of our... uh... Listeners, Eric, he uh, he sent us suggestions to look into a couple things, mm-hmm. including uh, right around Chernobyl for stuff. And it looks like inadvertently while doing research, he found something.
0: Something kind of similar to what he was um, hoping for. He was he was kind of requesting more things like have things surfaced after a disaster where this in this incident with the Mothman is actually before. But it is yeah. associated with um, kind of human... Human events, disastrous I mean, human events.
1: And we're totally going to look way deeper into Chernobyl for things. But uh, oh, sure. This this was just kind of a roundabout. It kind
0: of just it. like sparked that. Like, That's pretty hey. cool. I had
1: no idea people were seeing this stuff.
0: Yeah, kind of creepy. So all the
1: people living near Chernobyl, uh, I guess the town is called Pripyat. Pripyat. Um, yeah. They were seeing weird stuff before. They it were happened. also
0: seeing weird things before. Red yes. piercing
1: eyes, the weird yeah. phone calls, but. Did they have a tiny little dark dude coming by their doors interviewing them?
0: <laughs> no, there's none in Ukraine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> they, I didn't see anything like that. Um, the, guy, uh, the
1: guy couldn't get uh, on a plane. They're like, dude, you're too creepy to fly yeah, like, to we're Russia. Not we're not letting you We're not letting in
0: you on board here. <laughs> as far as I know, no. So, next story. A few days before September 11th, 2001... There were several sightings reported of a black winged creature flying near and around the Twin Towers. Then, on the day of 9-11, people began to report that they saw a winged creature near the second plane that hit the tower.
1: Like, while it was in the air or at the airport before it left? They think it
0: was... They said it was, like, along with it. Like, next to it. Hmm. In the following days of this tragic event... People who were getting attention for reporting the Mothman sightings were approached by by men in black and warned to never speak about what they saw again. Okay, I kind of get like the whole creature maybe flying around the Twin Towers beforehand, but the the flying with it, a dark winged creature, right next to the second plane. I'm thinking shadow. <laughs> Right. Or something like the shadow of a plane would look like something was flying next to it, but it's not. It's yeah. Annoying.
1: If you have no concrete, evidence. we have, we <laughs> now have so many camera footages, footage weird. we have so much footage, uh, inf- of the photos incident, yeah. and camera footage of the incidents, and we don't see anything like this. Right. So if
0: I- there is a picture <clears throat> of the Mothman next to the Twin Towers that's circulating the internet, but, it, but, you know, it's up to you to think if it's real or not. So. Uh, next story Uh, Marcus Pules or pulls I'm not sure how you say the last name but so I'm going to refer to him as Marcus was visiting Japan for business uh, and he was staying with a friend one night the two men decided to go out walking to check out the biology station that was located near the power plant as they walked along the path near the
1: Fukushima power plant
0: calm down (laughs) spoilers Um, as they walked along the path Marcus heard a loud whooshing sound at first, he thought, OK, it must be the sound of the waves crashing that are nearby. But he heard it again and louder this time. But along with it, there was a screeching sound that he described as shaking him to the very core and made the hairs of the back of his neck stand up. He and his friends looked around to see what was causing such a horrible sound until his friend pointed towards a power plant. Uh, he first noticed another couple pointing in the same direction looking obviously concerned When he finally looked up, he saw a large silhouette against the moonlight standing on top of the power plant. It was clear to him that it was, that whatever it was, it was massive. Then the figure grew larger as it began to unfold its wings, which he described as looking similar to angel wings. In fact, he compared it to uh, when he saw the movie Michael with John Travolta. I thought that was cute. Um, Who was an archangel. The creature began to fly and circle around the building that housed the reactor uh, about four or five times. It like went around. It was able to fly incredibly fast, but at times it would slow down. Finally, it began to fly towards Marcus and his friend. Uh, the other couple crouched in fear, but the two men stood in awe. It was only about 30 feet off the ground when they uh, when it flew over their heads. And in those few seconds, they were able to get a closer look. Marcus uh, could see that it had two red large eyes, and that they were looking right at him. It continued to fly away towards the city and into the dark sky until he couldn't see it anymore. He stood there unable to shake the overwhelming fear uh, he was feeling until that was my favorite part <laughs> until he heard the sound of a shutter. He looked over and saw that his friend was trying to take a picture. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but all he got was black sky, so he didn't get a good pic.
1: He got a picture of Nessie. (laughs) He
0: got a picture of Nessie. (laughs) Just (laughs) someone in a lake. (laughs) Uh, that's like the episode of Futurama. Um, so anyway, he looked over, oh sorry, uh, two days later, Marcus flew back to the States. Not long after, his friend, who was still living in Japan, called him frantically, letting him know about the Fukushima Daiichi nuclear disaster. On march 11 2011 in japan there was a devastating nuclear accident second to the chernobyl disaster in 1986 caused by the tohoku earthquake that occurred about 45 miles which is 72 kilometers offshore which then caused a massive tsunami that was about 133 feet high 40.5 meters ish Uh, by the way this earthquake was the highest recorded in japan and the fourth highest in the world This event was devastating on its own, but unfortunately, the Fukushima Daiichi nuclear plant was affected when the reactors became flooded and the electrical power went out, causing the heat levels to rise. They did have backup diesel fuel generators and DC batteries in the event of a blackout. However, these are located in the basement, making them vulnerable to to flooding. flooding. Okay, I read more into this because I was like, why? Why, Japan? Why? Why? But it turns out that the engineers were against it from the beginning, but um, fortunately, General Electric's GE, the company, had a strict design plan and they were required to follow it. With all these uh, series of events taking place, the results were three reactor meltdowns and three hydrogen explosions. By the next day, there were high levels of radiation released in the atmosphere and an emergency evacuation uh, for the surrounding area was ordered. Marcus couldn't help but wonder if the creature they saw that night had been circling the plant because it was warning them or because it was just naturally attracted to areas that would become destructive.
1: So I actually have an obsession with nuclear disasters. I don't, <laughs> That's mean, so weird. I don't mean I like them, okay. but I'm fascinated by them. I have a few things that like for some reason, if I just hear a little bit about them or I catch a documentary on TV for like a few minutes, I'm mm-hmm. just on one of them is people who climb Everest.
0: <laughs> oh,
1: right. And the other one is nuclear disasters. So I have read I have read so much about Chernobyl and sure. Fukushima. I know all about these disasters and why they failed and everything they were on. Yet I've never heard about any of the uh, Mothman. Mothmans or John Travolta appearing on the top of a power plant. <laughs> it's
0: just John Travolta. He's like, uh, I'm just... Here on vacation.
1: And that makes sense because what I'm reading is going to be based on, you know, quantifiable.
0: This isn't the fact of what actually happened at the reactor. Like, you know what I'm saying? like.
1: But I have to say, I am finding myself tickled by the fact <laughs> that I'm hearing new stuff. Because this is a totally different way to look at these. Completely, yeah. Things, which I think is kind of funny.
0: Yeah. So anyway, uh, that was definitely not the end of my stories that I've gathered. I have a few more here. So in Chicago in 2017, out of nowhere, there were about 20 reports of a winged humanoid flying around between April 7th and July 29th in 2017. Of these sightings, most of them were witnessed at night and near or above a body of water. As far as I know, nothing really took place that time. So again, here we have random sightings Hmm. for no reason. Hmm. Which is, again, is not following the formula here. Like, what's happening? Again, at the O'Hare International Airport in Chicago, on November 26, 2019, a trucker that had stopped to take a smoke smoke break said he saw a person with wings standing by a fence. This would have been around 6.30 p.m., and he described the creature as being around 7 feet tall with a wingspan of about 6 feet. And he said, quote, looked like a demon or a goblin and was solid black end quote as he stared at it he could see that it was walking towards the open field by a runway and eventually disappeared into the dark he also noted that it walked with an with a gait similar to a bird this wasn't the trucker's first encounter with the creature when he was a child still living in mexico he saw quote a solid black winged creature while uh, circulating an open field and made a loud noise before flying off into the surrounding forest end quote When he saw the creature each time, he believed that it was in the presence of a demon. His experience is similar to what maybe the other people were feeling, like this extreme fear. But as far as I know, I'm going to call bird on this one. It wasn't that big, I think. You mean
1: the one he saw when he was a child, bird?
0: Not just that one, but maybe the one at at the airport. Because he said that the wingspan was only six feet, and some birds do have that. uh, But the fact that it was humanoid, I mean, I feel like you would know. If you're, like, that, that's looking like a dude and less like a bird.
1: Could it also have been, like, a homeless guy with trash bags in his hands blowing because in the never wind? he
0: flew away. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> what?
1: A, a majestic <gasps> archangel. Cult.
0: It could have just been someone in a trench coat, and they're, like, I have to work on this shitty weather. Like, or something. I don't know. But who knows? Um,
1: but did anything bad happen?
0: Nothing bad happened. Again, so, uh, you know, just trying to tell, like, different types of stories here that I've gathered that... Aren't matching, but you know, it's really up to you to decide if whether or not this is related or you only believe that Mothman appears in times of awful events. Who knows? Yeah, and,
1: and maybe maybe one of the things that this is implying is that whatever people are seeing mm-hmm. or thinking they're seeing is so common the only ones we're hearing about is the ones related Associated. to these events because people are like, Ooh, near this event, so it's so we just have a lot of unreported or unmentioned ones.
0: A little bit, a little bit. So, this, so there is another sighting of a few other ones here. I'm not saying I didn't get the full story on purpose, but they're kind of more or less a lot in the same kind of fashion, where uh, there was a sighting of the Mothman that appeared in 2011, or no, sorry, in 2007, a few months before the I-35W bridge collapse in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Hmm. Uh, there were also a correlation of seeing a black-winged fe- uh, figure, very similar to Mothman, all the same features in Mexico in 2009 which is around the same time when the swine flu outbreak occurred. So mm. they're thinking um not just physical you know like big disastrous physical events but
1: or buildings Diseases. Are right,
0: uh this is more like a disease that's also affecting the population. It has the, like, to do with a lot of death. Yeah, but death is definitely still involved. Mm. So weird, weird, weird. Um again though with this one uh not just in japan but also in mexico so now we're getting like multiple countries oh and obviously in chernobyl so we're getting it like all over the world at this point yeah explanations i'm just going to go into that really quickly just so that we can get a little scope and perspective that people seem to always want to bring up and kind of retort to just the cryptid so birds (laughs) we've kind of uh dabbled in that already the tallest bird i was able to find was apparently a. A type of crane that can reach up to six feet high. The ostrich can be up to nine feet, but unfortunately, it does not fly. So I'm gonna say no. <laughs> the idea
1: <laughs> of an ostrich in Virginia in the '60s, just like running around.
0: Oh um, my god!
1: It doesn't explain the red eyes or being able to fly or anything. They're just like it was an ostrich. It was That's just an was. ostrich.
0: Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, so ridiculous. <laughs> There were, of course, other large birds that have more weight to them um, and just an impressive wingspan. Like, the vulture can reach up to 8 feet wingspan, and the wandering albatross can have a wingspan of about 12 feet. Now, their bodies tend to be smaller, though. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. again, not the same. Only a few days after the first sighting at Point Place that I talked about, an article by Ralph, Ralph Turner titled, quote, That Mothman would you believe it was a sandhill crane, end quote, was published in the newspaper as like a counter argument to all these mm-hmm. sightings. The sandhill crane's uh, wingspan can reach up to six feet and are about three to four feet tall. Not exactly menacing height that we've heard, but the sandhill crane does have a distinct red patches around its eyes. These birds, oh, okay. yeah, so one thing, maybe. These birds had been spotted in West Virginia, although not often. The Cornell Lab of Orn ornithology have on record of at least only tw- of only 28 sandhill cranes spotted between July 20 20- oh no sorry between January 2017 to August 2019. So in like 2 years only 28 cranes confirmed, not that many in my opinion, but I don't know. In addition, there has been a kind of like talk in the Point Place town when the first incident in 1966 occurred that they really thought it was uh, basically a a mutated sandhill crane, or like a like a mutated bird, because
1: <laughs> if it was a little weird, just say mutated to cover all mutated. bases. Just mutated,
0: yeah. Just a very blanket uh, term. Teenage but mutant ninja crane. cranes. <laughs> yeah. So many people at the time believed that the water was contaminated from the chemicals coming from the TNT area. There is evidence that some contaminants had made its way into the water when a red water seep was discovered. Apparently there was a pipe coming out of the TNT area that was intended to dump the cleaning solution that was to rinse the TNT. The cleanup was eventually finished in 1997, like, (laughs) many years later. Uh, (laughs) They got around to it. Oh my god, don't worry about it. Uh, This explanation is a little out there for me. Uh, This theory makes me feel like a mutation is a superpower. Like, like the bird is getting larger. In the 60s it was. Right, like, larger, faster, human-like. But I just, like, in my head now, when I hear mutations, I'm like, it's got, like, an extra eye or, like, it's dead. <laughs>
1: yeah, but I mean, exactly, yeah. Usually when there's a mutation, it is, like, it's born dead. Right,
0: like, it's just, it's a little funky. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not a good thing. But remember,
1: in the 60s, their idea yeah. was that a creature exposed to toxic chemicals sure. would eventually have to fight Godzilla.
0: Obviously. Oh, that explains Japan. <laughs> they uh, have Mothra. <laughs> they have Mothra, they do. God damn.
1: It is so uh, sad to think that my first Godzilla toy ever was Mothra.
0: Was it? Oh uh-huh. my God. We it, had a, it was, the actual Godzilla. It was
1: like eight inches by eight inches and you pressed a button and it made its screaming noise. It had a little sound box in well, it. Well,
0: our Godzilla, the tail moved left and right. So, I mean, it was manual. like You had to do it yourself, but still, it was pretty cute. Well, we
1: can't tell which one would be better unless they fought. So, Right,
0: right. <laughs> well, I well, guess we'll never know.
1: I miss my Godzilla toy. <laughs>
0: So, um, yes. Oh, and the the other bird that a lot of times kind of pops up is an owl, specifically the barred owl, who have very, very large eyes and uh, very dramatic red eyes. Apparently, when light is shined in their eyes, their vascular membrane shows through the pigment layer of the retina, creating a very, like, sparkling, reflective red eye. It's pretty intense. But also it's very small like the owl isn't <laughs> that big do you know what i mean and so um the other explanation people just seem to really gear towards the skeptics is mass hysteria uh, psychologically it's a condition that affects a group of persons characterized by excitement or anxiety irrational behavior or beliefs or inexplic- inexplicable symptoms of illness that's a direct definition from mm-hmm, the internet mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Point Place was certainly small enough that everyone would have been able to be affected by the story. Um, Either they saw the Mothman or they knew someone who had seen it. The bridge incident was a big enough event to cause the hysteria to break. It gave everything meaning and therefore allowed people to believe it was over and no longer sightings were reported. Hmm. So that could be, but that's just Point Place. I don't know
1: keep saying point place but all i'm hearing is that 70s show i'm just because they're in point place wisconsin
0: oh my god actually i think it's point pleasant i think i've been saying point place because i automatically my brain went there Mm i am so sorry everyone if i've been saying point uh place this whole time no, I'm not referring to <laughs> Point Place, Wisconsin from the 70s show. I am referring to Point Pleasant West Virginia. in West Virginia. I am so sorry. Oh, my God. I don't even know if I've been doing this the whole time. Have I?
1: I think you might have said it a couple times.
0: Okay. I'm just... Oh, my God. It's so lame. But anyway, we all know what I mean. Point Pleasant. <laughs> <laughs> just go with it, people. Yes. Uh, so, anyway, the only other explanation that... People may have said is uh, just other things like maybe it's not the Mothman specifically, um, but other like supernatural things. If that makes sense, like uh, they say maybe it's another cryptid. Some people say Mm -hmm. like specifically in the Southwest or any other place, kind of like with Native American um, folklore that we -hmm. all know about. People think it's skinwalkers, like a type of uh, spirit animal, like a shapeshifter, like a different Mm -hmm. shapeshifter, and. Yeah, so that is another explanation, although it is still in the supernatural realm. And other people say government testing, and so they're like uh... mutant. <laughs> I know. I mean, like we're already
1: dealing with some wild stuff, and for some reason that one still feels uh, just too. Wild. I
0: was like shapeshifter. Yes, <laughs> too, too government jazzy. experiments. No, it's too jazzy. Too jazzy. <laughs> oh my god. So that <laughs> is. Basically, the story of the Mothman, there is a lot of stories out there, and I hope I didn't miss a big one that I'm not, like, referring to or anything like that, so we'll see.
1: So, I find the concept of the Mothman to actually be incredibly terrifying, because the idea that if you see this creature the the general trend is that something horrible is about to happen.
0: Right. And yeah.
1: being in the presence of this creature is supposed to be a very unpleasant experience. So if I ever saw this creature, I would assume I'm having a bad day.
0: Oh yeah, like I'm and something or really the, bad's within the next happen. month. Usually it's like within sometimes it's in a couple of days. Yeah. And other times it's been like almost a month ish. Yeah. But like but it's leaning into it. So as long as you're still seeing the Mothman, it's like if you see it that day, it's probably not going to happen that day. So you have some time, <laughs>
1: but I mean, he's like he's like a herald of an apocalypse. Like right. he's he's the doombringer, and that
0: yeah, doombringer or Warner, yeah. Like,
1: e- either way, it's 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 a terrifying notion. So I find the idea of the Mothman scary.
0: Right. So
1: whether or not I believe in the Mothman isn't really the issue. I think if I saw something that even vaguely resembled the way people describe the Mothman, I'm pretty sure I would be scared.
0: I'd be terrified out of it. Yeah. I mean, David experienced something out there, for sure. Um, oh, absolutely. Another,
1: I know he experienced something.
0: Uh, yeah, large winged creature, humanoid. Um, but and like, I couldn't even
1: begin to even try to explain what it is. Yeah. That was a crazy experience. And I'm like, wow, that was... And
0: as as far as we know, at least within the area, nothing major or disastrous occurred within that area. Really? Not Clovis, not carry or anything like that. So, what was it? Maybe it wasn't the Mothman. Maybe we it was said something 2007, else. 2007, right? Uh, I think he's I think he's at 2008, 2009.
1: Um, but I think there's other explanations that I'm sure some people might consider. Uh, I think if you even really focus on the siding, the guy said at Fukushima, perhaps these are, if, if you're of a religious persuasion, these mm-hmm. could be, you know, religious signs. Oh, yeah. Um... Like, we, we talked about these interdimensional creatures, and maybe because they're interdimensional and they function differently, that's why it looks so different to different people, because...
0: It's perspective. It's, like, it's not anything that you yeah, really can the way can they're tell.
1: manifesting in our dimension is something that is going to be up towards. That's why people can't fully describe what they're seeing, because it's bizarre. Or
0: maybe because it's always, like, going in between dimensions. Like, it can't fully, um, mm-hmm. like manifest here and that's why it's affecting like electrical issues or causing other things it just has a different frequency and when it's on on this earth it's not really vibing with our form of reality i guess i
1: totally feel like we're brainstorming a sci-fi episode plot or something (laughs) um so i mean i'm sure there's a lot of different explanations to it i've I don't think I believe in the Mothman, but I find the idea of it absolutely mortifying. And I find these stories chilling and compelling. Yeah. So I am curious to see what these people are seeing, because I think people are seeing things. I understand. I think
0: think people are seeing something. I don't know if it's always the same thing. I don't know if it's always like some people associated, like I said, UFOs, aliens, things like that. Um, yeah. government experiments. I'm not sure. I do think <laughs> I, I do think it's something though. I don't yeah, think it's a bird. I, I don't know I, if I
1: I don't think it's a bird either. And I don't like the idea of the mass hysteria because the way they're implying it I think is like these people can't handle something.
0: Right. Possibly I mean, yeah. I'm more
1: inclined to do that than just saying, Oh, everyone's just hysterical. For some reason that's just But it comes hyster- off real I think rude. I think you're
0: getting um caught up on the title of yeah, Mass yeah, Hysteria. It's mostly like it's making people more susceptible of believing something because they're already expecting it and so if they see something they're just going to assume that's what it is versus um being able to now like assess it from like a new standpoint or or from a blank slate kind of thing and you're like you're already caught up in the quote-unquote hysteria in the in the mindset of what everyone already thinks i guess
1: so when it comes to ufos there's all these sites where people report annual sighting and if you go to some of these sites you'll find that Thousands of people reporting UFOs every day. I want to know if there's a Mothman reporting thing because oh. we're only hearing about uh, we're only hearing about these sightings around major catastrophes, except for yeah, the right. few that you mentioned. I wonder if people just see the Mothman all the time, and we only hear about it around disasters. Or if those are aberrations not around disasters and they almost always are only seen around disasters. I'm just curious about that. That might be worth a little Google later.
0: Yeah, I think that might be really interesting. So who knows? Maybe we'll I'll look into that in my spare time. What I do <laughs> know
1: is we need to go eat some Mothman poop in oh, yes. Point Pleasant, uh, West Virginia. I
0: want to go to the festival, eat poo. I maybe, mean, maybe, out of context, that sounds crazy, maybe, but you know what I mean. Maybe you could walk
1: up and take a picture of us caressing the six pack. <laughs>
0: Actually, I'm gonna be holding a six pack next (laughs) to the six pack. (laughs) Double
1: six pack. Yeah. Yeah. So I totally want to do this. So we should just drive and hit up all these creepy places on the way.
0: I'm so down with this. Yes. So yay. I think I think that wraps it up. Um, Yeah.
1: So if you're worried about the Mothman, make sure to turn off all your lights because they (laughs) seem to be attracted to light bulbs and such. Right. Um, Other than that, we're really glad you joined us this week. If you have any ideas or suggestions for things we should do, please contact us on social media or at hotwpodcast at gmail.com. We hope our story was able to help get you over any of your work week hangups or work week hangovers that we all have to deal with. If you're drinking... (laughs) Uh, Hope you continue and have another, and next week I will be joining you as well.
0: Absolutely.
1: And if you're listening to this hungover, don't worry, because the best cure for a hangover
0: is fear. Bye. See ya.